2: Miss to, to the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour.
3: Flower. This is Bob Getty, along with Luke Johnson, and uh, we are not in the Southern Bank Corps studios this afternoon. We are, we are in the Southern Bank core building in Midtown. Daniel Stewart is with Luke and I, and uh, we're glad you're with us as well. Welcome to the Super Talk Eagle Hour, Daniel. Thanks. Uh, as always, for having us down.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Glad you guys are here and uh, able to broadcast from the actual Southern Bank Corp location right. here in Midtown.
3: This is the permanent Southern Bank Corp. It studio. is, but
2: it's a studio today.
3: It is and we're in this beautiful room here. What a gorgeous building this yeah, is, man. Yeah. You guys have it have it made down here. Yeah,
2: we do. So we have people come visit from other locations and they're always oohing and on kind of about how pretty this location is. It's because is. of all the food establishments around you. Not a lack of <laughs> options in food. <laughs> Saw Justin, right? that's where I ate for lunch at
0: Fuzzy's of course. Justin, good friends at um at Dickie's barbecue, but I walked in there and said hey to him. Yeah. I I've told you this before. There's a college student that lives like on one of these. I, I talked to him this past week. Yeah. I, I talked at the PSU and uh, I was like, I think he lives like right here above the yard or something. And same thing I would say to you. I don't see how you guys
2: keep your, your shape because this is a crazy, crazy part of town. Well, it's not hard to do. I mean, between pizza and chicken salad, chick and fuzzies, it's, it's the options are, we have to stay away from the midtown or down there. Way too much food. Uh, I would, I would definitely. You don't want banana foster shake. pancakes? They're, they're delicious. <laughs> but, uh, not yeah. good for the waistline. That,
3: that is a mean breakfast down there. Mean right breakfast. All right. Opening segment of our show every day is sponsored, uh, speaking of great restaurants, by Dickie's Barbecue and Justin Harris and all the guys that own Dickie's and Fuzzies just do so much for Southern Miss Athletics. The food is always good. I'm sure you've had some Dickie's Barbecue. I've
2: had Dickie's my fair share of them. Yeah, yeah so absolutely. Good. Great good. thing
3: to cater to baseball, to, uh, you know, to cater to sporting events uh, Dickie's can uh, – can help you out. All right. So we're at Southern Bank Court. We appreciate being down here again and uh, ask Daniel to sit in with us here on the first segment. We're going to be uh, playing Old Miss again later tonight, Daniel. And We were talking uh, and you pitched, of course, at Southern Miss. And so I ask you, can this pitching staff we presently see be developed over the next couple of years to get back to the level we saw last year? You believe it can, but I got the impression you think people have to be realistic and a little patient in that regard.
2: Yeah, it's it's not going to happen overnight. Obviously, the staff is talented, but they're young, and we lost some really good arms from last year. So got to be patient. These guys will develop. Um, A lot of that's going to come from just experience. You got to get out on the mound in the real-time game situation and just do it. Um, And you're going to figure out from that, who's going to be your guys and who's going to be your middle relief, and maybe we'll get a good solid closer out of it. You just got to be patient. With right.
3: You made such an interesting point. We were talking about a freshman, J.D. Middleton, who comes in Sunday and he's hit 95, hit 96 one time. Yeah. Pitched phenomenal. And then in the end, they catch up with that fastball and hit two home runs. And right. you said the, the big difference there is in high school maybe – you can throw that by everybody, not so much in Division no, One. No,
2: yeah, in high school, you that's hard to hit 95, 96 miles an hour. If you get to the next level, which if you're throwing that hard, you would. You've got to have a secondary pitch, whether it be a slider, good curveball, because at the one level, those guys are going to hit 95, 96 miles an hour. They won't take an inning or two and at-bat or two before they figure it out. Ole Miss tonight, guys, I don't know if you knew this,
0: Started off red hot, right? They're, they've lost their seven out of their last eight. Um, March fourteenth, lost to uh, Jacksonville State on the road. Mm. Got swept by Vandy last week. Beat Arkansas Pine Bluff in the midweek, eleven to one. Then got swept by Florida. Right over the weekend. So um, we were talking before we went on air, talking about the pitching. It is going to be probably a whole staff night tonight for the Golden Eagles, Daniel. Um, for the simple reason, Scott told us yesterday they're going to use Billy Oldham more on the weekend. So mm-hmm. you. Typically, this would be his uh,
2: his bullpen that sure. he would throw tonight before a, a, a weekend appearance. Right? Yeah, you know, um, you know, an inning or two, maybe three, depending on what the pitch count is. Um, but a game like tonight, you know, you've obviously got the big arms we got to keep for the weekend. Got to keep those guys fresh. But it uh, wouldn't surprise me to see five or six guys run out there, an inning or two. Um, you know, maybe three from Oldham, maybe at the most.
0: And I mean, in in some ways, you're looking at this. Even though the Rebels have lost seven out of the last eight, they beat Southern Miss. Uh, we're on a four game losing streak. Yeah. Last time we beat them was actually in uh, at Trustmark last year when Lynch hits the oh yeah the uh, three run shot. But I mean, this is an Ole Miss lineup. They're batting 307, 41 home runs, and uh, just to put that in perspective. Eagles twenty four home runs, so. The benefit of whole staffing it against a potent lineup like that, you know, those guys won't have a previous at bat to go off of when they right.
2: face. Right. Yeah. You know, that's, that's the key. These guys, Ole Miss talented, they're going to hit the ball. Um, power for average. So, you know, that's the expectation. So, having a guy out there for us every inning or two hopefully we'll keep those hitters off balance cuz they're going to they're going to swing the swing the bat and rivalry in-state rivalry game so going to be I mean and be, you good you luck. want to win but we were talking about this yesterday
0: sunbelt we're we're 3 and 3 sure. we're in the bottom half right now but you look at you've you've taken on two of the tougher teams right. in the conference two regional teams from last year but it, it is a point where you cannot lose a weekend series in order to, it, to, to win a midweek game. And I think right. some people, Southern Miss fans, will approach it when they see a whole staff approach tonight, and they will grumble. Southern Miss fans never do that, Bob, right? Ever. <laughs> never. Um, but they will grumble realizing that you can win the battle
2: and lose the war in this way conference. Right. Yeah, you know, you've, you've got to realize that, you know, from a coach's perspective, what's what matters the most? And right now I think what matters most is winning the Sunbelt Conference. Uh as a fan, I'm sitting in the stands, man, I want to run Tanner Hall Tanner Hall out there and try to mm-hmm. beat Ole Miss, you know. But this this season is gonna be a long season. Coach Barry used to always tell us it's it's a sort of marathon, not a sprint. So as fans yeah, I want to see us run our best out there and try to beat Ole Miss. But when you really put that in the context of the season, that's really not how. It works.
3: But Ole Miss is going to do the same thing. They are. Ole Miss is going to hold its, you know, its frontline pitchers yeah. for this weekend. So you know that that was that's what makes midweek baseball, I think, so uncertain because it is nobody's really throwing their best pitchers. Yeah, fair.
2: The, yeah, you're exactly right. But the neat thing is, we've seen in the past where who. You might have a pitcher that's not your weekend stud, but right. man, he comes out and Tanner Hall mows them down you last know, year so against
3: Mississippi State.
2: It gives yeah. some guys that may not be in the spotlight an opportunity to step up and shine. That's
0: correct, Sam uh, to, to Cohen. I think that's how I pronounce his name. Freshman, 6'5", 225 pounds from Fresno, California. Threw two innings against the Golden Eagles. Didn't allow a hit. Struck out two back on on March the seventh. Mm-hmm. So I mean, this is a game tonight, and in in some ways. You are thankful that you're facing a very quality opponent. For the simple fact is guys will be ready to face Sunbelt hitting if they yeah. can have good appearances against Ole Miss. So, you know, expect to see uh, Dawson back out of there tonight, Sivley, Trahan, uh, Storm, monastery but particularly those two guys, monastery and Middleton. Mm-hmm. After the way that Middleton gave up runs, I think you will – I think they may give him an opportunity to pitch tonight, maybe if it's just one inning. Sure. I don't know. You know, two-day rest. We'll, we'll see what happens on that. But these guys specifically, because Ole Miss really hit us last time in Oxford, right. and he allows these these freshmen, these young pitchers, um, to, to have another opportunity. I think Trahan could, could pitch, you know, some tonight. to a guy we didn't see over the weekend, we didn't see Tyler Martin this weekend, did we? No. Yeah, so no. expect to
2: see maybe Martin tonight on the left side. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's one of those opportunities to, to get those guys and get some work in a environment that's going to be, you know, national champions or the defending national champions. So, at Trustmark Park. So, got a, got a chance to get some guys in spotlight. I tell you what, though, in. if you
3: look at State no Ole Miss, that may be a curse could to be, be the defending national champion because they're both not, I'm sure, play to the expectation that they <laughs> –
0: if Southern Miss won a national championship, I would take a bad and in, year in mid-March
3: year, yeah. you were zero and six in the
2: Sun Belt, would you would not, take that. I would not care. No, you're exactly. Correct. <laughs> we could take the whole next year off. I wouldn't. I wouldn't care. So, Daniel,
3: do these kind of games, quote unquote, count?
2: They they count, but it depends on what you're counting. Are you counting um, a conference championship? Or are you counting confidence? And these games count towards confidence. If you beat Ole Miss in Trust Smart Park. Uh, I don't care how many pitches you run out there. It's going to give us a boost of confidence. It will. In that
3: respect, it is important. It is important. Right. Same way for them.
2: Yeah. And, you know, the national talk when you talk about RPIs and quality wins and, you know, these are the games that, that do matter. And it's actually, Ole Miss is the home team tonight. And
0: so, um, a loss won't hurt you. You know, they're a little behind us. I think yesterday I haven't looked at it today. We're 54. They were 65. Mm-hmm. If you win tonight, it's, it's, um, I think it's a neutral site game, mm-hmm. but you're not the home team. Doesn't. So yeah, help helped the Eagles big time in, in RPI and, and, uh, it just speaks again, man, how crazy tough. This non-conference, you still got Tulane, yeah. still got Louisiana Tech. Alabama. Still got them coming up. Oh, yeah.
3: yeah. All right, so we're at Southern Bank Corps uh, this afternoon. We're in Midtown. Daniel Stewart's with us. Will Hall will be joining us in the second half of the show to update us on football. But more to come from Southern Bank Corps, Midtown Hattiesburg on the Super Talk Eagle Hour.
2: to the Eagle Hour. The Eagle Hour.
3: Southern Miss to the top. All right, welcome back to the Eagle Hour, broadcasting uh, from Southern Bancorp in Midtown Hattiesburg this afternoon. Just down the street from campus bookboard and campusbookmart dot net where you'll find the best selection of Southern Miss Apparel anywhere. And I bet you've bought a few things, Daniel. Daniel Seward's with us yeah. from uh from Southern Bank or from Campus Bookboard and Campus dot net.
2: Yeah. Yeah, we, from here, we just walk right up the sidewalk. Sander got called shoplifting. That's why he's not on the show today. Yeah, he still hadn't HBD
3: made bond. grabbed him yeah, when he was. Hadn't made bond. Yeah. Uh, you're sitting right down here in the middle of Midtown Hattiesburg, and we talk about it, you know, whenever we're down here. But you, it's easy when you live here and you're not in this part of town every day to kind of take this for granted. Or when you live here, you can take this for granted. But I know that people that come back to Hattiesburg just from time to time are shocked at what they see. Did you guys ever envision this? I mean, this—there's hard to find a parking spot out here most days.
2: Yeah, it really is. Um, well, I mean, we're actually sitting where the old Elam Arm dorms used to be. So. Is that right? That's Catfish right. Fridays Friday. yeah. right here. So if you can remember what it used to look like, and then you walk out and see what it looks like right now. I mean, the hotel, the restaurants, the the retail, our building—we've got Jones Companies building their brand new, state of the art. Uh, headquarters right across the parking lot from us. So, kind of feels like we are really in the um, the most growing part of, of this town, of the city.
3: Well, I don't think there's any question about that. And the real estate redevelopment, so to speak, around you is, yeah. is part of it too. Yeah, People are rebuilding, kind of and, out. Yeah. you know, restoring old houses in this part of town. And oh, it yeah. really is.
2: Oh, yeah. We, we, we see a lot of that um, where, you know, not too far from here, you'll take a house by it. Put a little money into it, rent it out, flip it, whatnot. So it's it's mm-hmm. kind of keeping this this area up.
3: So on this very ground, Luke Johnson, you ate and
0: I introduced and Gerald McGrath to fried catfish. On this, I mean, very he was from ground. Georgia, eating fried this catfish. This very ground, this very ground. Yeah, he was. It was one June. He was the newbie freshman coming yeah. in. I knew that he was going to be, you know, a great NFL football player. Anyway, hey man, it's Friday. I need to show you what you need to do when you come to some of What are we doing? We're going to Elam Arms. We'll see, it's that dorm on the other side. It's got the swimming pool. Oh, yeah. what? A, fried catfish Fridays. And you just get your tray, get your fried catfish. You already had worked out at 10 in the morning, so you just go back through again. and Just unlimited mm-hmm. catfish fillets right here.
3: And He liked that. Yeah.
0: Elam, I mean, Elam Arms was a staple, man. So he had, had catfish, pool, but it? not it Mississippi yeah. fried catfish. Yeah,
3: it was, it was just, the dude. So, so
0: Hillcrest was the girls' dorm. right? And they had a pool. But Elam Arms was the guy dorm that had to pull. I never stayed there. It had an elevator, which was kind of a yeah. rarity before OCL McCarty Hall.
2: It was. But, yeah, I mean, we didn't have that in Bond. There was no way we had an elevator. And I, I don't there. know if it's right or wrong or what, but Elam, E-L-A-M, spelled backwards is male. So it was the male <laughs> dorm. So I, that's what I always heard. I don't, I don't know if that's right or wrong or, or what. but That was, uh, was probably uh, cool. It's where the male That's pretty slipped. good.
3: Yeah. And it got damaged badly by the tornado that came through the campus. It
2: did, yeah. It came right over here, across the corner of the campus, and kept on going. It was one life. of those
0: things where, you know, they're tearing down the arms. They can't do that. And then you look and be like, dude,
2: I'm so glad they tore down a <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Especially if you look now and see what's here.
3: Yeah. All right. We've got to ask you while we have you on the show. There's been a lot of news about banking here lately. Yeah. Just a little some, bit. Some problems with banks uh, out in California, which is – from my layman's viewpoint, what I've read is they were heavily invested in bonds and didn't adjust to the interest rate increases yeah. and that devalued the bonds and then it everybody did. got spooky and wanted their money. Yeah. But that's not reflective of the banking industry in general, is it?
2: No, it's it's not. Silicon Valley Bank was, was just that, you know, we, we think of Silicon Valley, we think of Facebook and Microsoft and all these big tech companies and a lot of these companies made a lot of money really fast. So they put it in Silicon Valley Bank and banks like that. And most everybody knows that the FDIC will cover you up to $250,000. Well, if I'm a startup tech company and I've got $50 million and I hear Silicon Valley Bank may have trouble, hey, I want to go get my $50 million because it's not covered by the FDIC. So that's kind of what happens. And it's not like during the Depression where you walked into a bank and you say, hey, I want my cash. You can transfer it to a number of places uh, without ever having to show up in the bank. So that kind of run on the bank, you never saw a person come in the bank, but guess what money was leaving right now? It was
0: really interesting. It was like if you yeah. had under 250000 it was like Monday we'll give you 50% of your money and then yeah. we'll
2: pay it out to you. But, I mean, what what else could they do in that situation? That, that's right. It, it's not much else that you can do. And kind of what you said, Bob, they bought long-term investments with that money, with the bank's money, depositors' money when rates were really low. So when rates start going up, the attractiveness of those bonds starts going down, so the price goes down. Well, then guess what? We have a run on the bank. You need the money. What do you do? You have to sell those bonds at $0.70, cents, $0.60 cents on a dollar. I think they lost $3.5 billion in one trade, doing doing that? So mm-hmm. not good. Um, community banks like us, we, we're not like that. Most of, I think, 80% of our deposits are actually... FDIC insured, so which means that if you know, let's say there's a larger scare, people aren't going to come and say, "Hey, my money at eighty percent of our money at Southern Bank Corp is going to be." You know, see that? See I, that? That falls under me. Bob is yeah, over that number. FDIC what
3: Luke does is he he deposits say with you right up to the two fifty. And then he takes the next two fifty and puts it, so he's always covered.
0: So I have five hundred dollars to my name. That's exactly. There you go. All
3: right. So uh, Southern Banker has been a big success here in Midtown. And uh, what, what would yeah. you say right now though, for example, young couples that may be listening that want to want to buy a house? We do want to want to get their families started. What would be your advice about interest rates? And, and what do you think the immediate future holds? You
2: know, this is just me talking, but. As fast as rates have come up, it's hard to believe that they stay this high for an ex- extended period of time. Um, this is all kind of the rebound of all the stimulus that happened during the COVID-19 pandemic. I mean, I think I heard a number where the Fed printed $5 trillion in cash, sold it to the U.S. Treasury. Treasury dispersed it. So that just diluted every dollar that was in the system once mm-hmm. you did that. So prices are going to go up because of that. So um it, it doesn't feel like in depressionary, recessionary inflation. This feels like just dilution. Uh, what are the, the people government?
3: that are making these decisions understand that, Daniel? <clears> they're <throat> If you I don't put $5 trillion dollars of, of money, quote-unquote, into the economy, it dilutes everyone's money. Yeah,
2: and then not understand why we're seeing the, the economic situations. It's, that kind, we're it's kind of like it's this. Just, it's kind of like you take Southern Miss and Old
0: Dominion and Marshall <laughs> out of Conference USA, and you put –
2: something else in it and you
0: dilute it bob i mean that's that's right that's how that's what has
2: been diluted that's correct but to answer your question you know what would a young couple do um my honest opinion right now is maybe just wait things out a little bit if you're looking to buy a home um there are still fannie mae freddie mac mortgage programs out there but um the numbers we ran on the other day for a two hundred fifty thousand dollars house which is kind of a middle-sized house you know um that payment at 3.5% 3.5% was $1,200. At 8%, it's about $1,700. So $500 per month increased just every because 30 rates. Days. Every 30 days. So it's right. harder to get that budget to right. work in those situations. Yeah. Right.
3: Well, Southern Bank Bancorp had helped folks, and I know you guys are involved, too, in a lot of investment that's allowing the economy to continue to grow business
2: yes. as well. Yeah, we do. We, we try to support many different um Entities here in, the, in 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 town, most notably USM. We're trying to be involved every way that we can. Um, I used to be really heavily involved in the alumni association, so we're all Southern Miss people. We love this town, we love this university, and we're going to be involved. This is a
3: Southern Miss bike. Absolutely.
2: absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. We go go Fridays. You know, we're 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 all in.
0: All right, you got a couple more minutes with us. Dust up on Saturday. <laughs> um, not sure how it's going to play out, simply because. Coach Barry suggested yesterday there might be potential suspensions for night. Kind of interesting Sunbelt hadn't announced that yet. And even if they have, it may just be the team's keeping it close to the chest before lineup time. Any dust-ups happen when you were on?
2: In all honesty, I really don't remember having many dust-ups. A few at practice, you know, you get some stuff back and forth. But really... With another team during the game, I don't remember that stuff. And now a lot's changed in twenty years. And Coach Palmer would have not had for it at all. Um, what would he have done? Oh, I gosh. would have loved to seen him get in the middle of a scrap. And I, just, I can just see him going, grabbing the backs of people's jerseys, <laughs> just yanking them back, telling them to get back to the dugout. <laughs> I thought then I, he would go do the fighting. Then he would get yeah. He would
0: go. coach Barry came down the third baseline. What was that, Saturday? I thought we were about to have war between
2: him. Ooh. Yeah.
0: I have I have saved on my desktop the steel image of when he bowed up on the umpire in the 2017 regional. Yeah. I, that, that umpire backed off for uh, for the, a reason, wh- too. What
3: we saw this weekend may have been the closest to that, too. He's, he was pretty bowed up with the home plate umpire this past week. But he
0: didn't pull a hamstring. No, that's what he I'm saying. It that
3: could it be was, close to it, it looked It
0: looked – I'll show you all that picture sometime. Yeah. It's scary, man. I just want to be like, hey man, I'll yeah. ch- I'll overthrow the call if you don't come at me like that. Yeah, I man, would you oh,
3: want to? Yeah. Would you want a really angry Scott Berry coming at you? No, I don't no. think I would. I,
2: and you, can... you don't see it that much either. You know, no, no, you don't. I can remember back when we were at Meridian, he would work out some with us, and he was a strong, strong guy. umpires guy. and turkeys. That's who he takes it out <laughs> on.
3: Yeah, Daniel, thank you, man. Always fun having you on the show. Thanks for having me. I'm glad you guys are here. Will Hall's next. Stay with us for Southern Bank Court, Midtown, Hattie for To the top. To the top.
2: You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour.
3: All right, welcome back to uh, Southern Bank Core in Midtown. That's where Luke and I are broadcasting today from this fine uh, banking facility here in the heart of Hattiesburg now. Four Street Bar and Grill sponsors this segment of the show. They're right down the road. Great place to have lunch five days a week. Great place to watch the next Southern Miss athletic event. Uh, the big game always on the TV at 4th Street Bar and Grill. Let's get right to it. We've got football coach Will Hall on the Eagle Hour. Always excited uh, when coach has time to come talk to us. And coach, I know we're winding down to the spring game, and and of course a lot of the conversation uh, is uh, swirling around the quarterback competition. What what can you share with us about uh, spring football to this point, and what can you share with us about what you're seeing out of your quarterback camp?
1: Yeah, so as far as spring ball as a whole, you know, we've had, we've had ten really, really good practices, uh, excited about where we're at in our program, particularly on the lines of scrimmage. Um, both sides of the ball, I just feel like, you know, we've got a, a chance to compete right there, you know, on a conference championship level on the lines of scrimmage. Our D linemen are all back. They played really well last year. Most of them it was their first year in our program. So they're back more experienced. They know the language. And then at O-line, we've got five kids that started a lot of games, four kids that finished the year starting back. And we've got a lot of young, really good players that we recruited that have been in our system now and developed. So I just think we've seen a drastic uh, uptick on the lines of scrimmage. And I feel like we're finally in a, in a spot that's able to compete uh, the right way, what Southern Miss is accustomed to competing with. On those now, as far as quarterback, you know, kind of the same thing. We've uh, we got two transfers in here. Everybody knows that. That keeps up with us, and everybody knows their names and where they're from and all that. And Zach Wilkie's back as well. And, and then uh, we brought in Ethan Crawford, a true freshman who's a really talented kid. And it's not clear to compete all the way, but you know, our competition's really down to the, those three guys, the, the, the two transfers, Billy Wiles and Holman Edwards, and then Zach Wilkie. Um, Holman and Billy have really brought in, uh, an, an older maturity level. They've been in programs that have won conference championships over the last few years. They know what that's supposed to look like. They really attack the position every day, the way a quarterback should attack it. Uh, they're in here all the time, early in the morning, late at night. They love the game and they're talented too, you know? So I've been really pleased with their performance this spring. Uh you know, all three of them have, have have had their moments where they really, really played well. Uh, but really, it's more about consistency at that position, right? You just want to know what you're going to get on a consistent basis because that person's got to be a model of consistency. You know, uh, you know, not not as much flash as you just want to know that they're going to do exactly what they're supposed to do and get the ball to our playmakers. And, uh, I think we're in a good spot right there. They've really progressed and learned the system quickly. And, uh, it's going to be fun to watch them compete. You know, it's been fun to watch them compete every day. And, uh, they're just, they're great kids and great leaders. So it's, it's been good.
0: Coaches, Luke, um, you, uh, you, you approach spring football differently and you, you, talked us through about a month ago. Um, but, but how does that pay off with, with some of the newer guys, even some of the, the guys, you know, like Rodriguez Clark coming in from, from Memphis, but, but especially the, the guys like Crawford and other guys that come in, you know, it just seems like more people would take your approach to spring to be able to teach.
1: Yeah, you know, Luke, I always just try to be common sense for most things I do. And I mean, why, why wouldn't you do it the way we do it? You know, I can't convince myself that there's a better way. I mean, we, we stretch it out. Uh, we, we go every other day so we can really, it's like football school, you know, uh, we go three days a week. We can really be physical because when there's off days in between. We still can lift weights because there's off days in between. It allows us to take it slower and really teach and teach the nuances of our scheme, nuances of the game. It allows us to really integrate those newcomers. Uh, it also allows us, because we start early, we end early, so if somebody gets hurt, they still won't miss the season, like Hayes Maples two springs ago got hurt in spring, and he played every snap of the season that upcoming season. Uh, and then it also allows you to go ahead and teach your language to your newcomers that way when we end, you know, in early April, they've got the rest of the semester to go out there on their own, and those newcomers already know our language. So they can go out there and run routes and throw and do things in our terminology. So um, some people don't like spring ball. They like to hurry up and get it over with and do it fast. Man, I love – shoot, man, I I love I love coaching and teaching football. So, I mean, we, we take the spring yeah. and, and, and try to make it uh, – you know, a football school type situation.
0: I know our listeners would like to see you know what you thought about last uh, last weekend scrimmage, and then kind of tell them what they can expect uh, this coming Saturday.
1: Yeah, it'll be my normal scrimmage format. We'll get out there, we'll get loose, we'll do a little pass scale uh, just to make sure we're throwing and catching, and the defenders have to line up and kind of get our blood pumping, and then we'll go we'll go two groups. We'll go ones on ones, twos on twos, and then we'll do a special teams-type drill. Uh, I expect it'll be punt versus punt return. It'll be live. Uh, The punt returner will be live. You'll get to see our punt returners work. You'll get to see good on good in the kicking game. And then we'll let our kickers, uh, snipers, and holders go out there and kick a little bit while our, our teams rest and get situated after the punt versus punt return, and we'll do it again. We'll do that over and over for a little while. Uh, and just play football. We'll put it down and play, and then you'll see us get into the low red zone. You'll see us get into the high red zone, and we'll, we plan on finishing with a two-minute drill with both groups. And uh, so, you know, you're probably going to see, I would say, between 40 and 50 snaps with each group of football. So you're going to see, you know, between 80 and 100 snaps, depending on the day and how healthy we are going into that day. Uh, total, and that's not counting, you know, the special teams uh, segments as well, and and the scale segments. So, you know, it, it should be it should be a chance for for people to come and see, you know, see us play, see us perform. Well,
3: it should be a lot of fun. All right, coach, can we assume that uh, that the battle for the starting quarterback's job will continue into the fall camp? <laughs> well. You know, I would
1: – you know, man, I would suspect so. They're both playing at a high level, I and mean, then Zach's gotten a lot better, too. You know, uh, Zach's really – and Zach should improve. You know, Zach had to play as a true freshman before he should have had to. Right. He endured a lot of criticism, whether that's fair or not. And uh, he's getting his chance to grow and mature now, too. I mean, this is the spring of his true freshman season. So, uh, you know, I think – I think as close as it is, I would be shocked if the two separate themselves enough. And then also, man, I'm just a guy that believes in competition. I'm a believe, I'm a guy that believes every day you show up, it matters. I'm a guy that believes that you should always feel like – I know that's the way I feel every day. I feel like if I don't do my job to the best of my ability, somebody is eventually going to take my job. And, and that's just the way we kind of want things here. So uh, – but the good thing is, you know, is I think we've got guys that understand how important it is to be the quarterback at the University of Southern Mississippi and what all responsibilities that 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 falls on the shoulders of the person that does that and how much it matters. So I, mean, I think we've got kids in that room now that understand that and want that, and uh, and that's been very. I don't want to say pleasing; very comforting would be the would be the would be the the word to me. I'm more comfortable probably than I've been in my time here because of that.
3: Well, I've had the opportunity, fortunately, to interview all four of your quarterbacks in spring ball, including the the freshman. And I can tell our listeners this, coach: they're all really high class, very articulate young men. And uh, no matter who ends up being the starter. Uh, you have recruited some really high quality kids in here, and those kids are examples of that, I believe.
1: Yeah, you know, we've known them for a long time. We've known Holman for a long time, where he comes from. Obviously, I've known Billy for a long time, had him committed at Tulane. Uh, we've known Ethan for a long time, and, and we knew Zach for a long time, you know. So those four kids. There's been many, many years of recruiting through all of them to get them here. They were all highly recruited kids that a lot of people wanted. And, uh, you know, I think we've got that it factor in the room now. And, you know, I think we've got great competition and, and we've got great leadership. And it's good to have all those things, but you got to be able to play, too. I think y'all kind of – everybody laughed the other day when I said, you know, I kind of know what you need to do to play center in the NBA. I just can't do it, you know. And – <laughs> it's cool to have a bunch of guys in the quarterback room that know what it takes to play the position but what if they can't do it you know well these kids can they've got the talent and ability to do it too and uh, so it's been uh it's been fun it's been fun to call plays again it's been fun to run the offensive scheme that we've had so much success doing through so many years and uh, I think I think you know we're gonna gonna Have a lot more fun during the
3: season running our offense, too. All right, Coach. Well, you know how much we appreciate you. Always willing to come on the show. Always fun talking to you. And uh, I wish we were kicking off football season tomorrow, but I'm going to look forward to uh, to seeing the spring game instead this weekend. Thank you, Coach.
1: I appreciate it, guys. Got a big baseball game tonight, baby. To the top. There
3: there we go. Coach Will Hall, everybody. Southern Miss. Southern Miss head football coach, a basketball fan, baseball fan. We'll be right back. miss to the top. All right, we're at Southern Bancor here in Midtown Hattiesburg, and I got Daniel back with us. I want to thank Will Hall for coming on the show. Is always so great about doing that, and uh, we're always so grateful. I want to remind you quickly about Jana King, the King of Clean. They've been cleaning up businesses, places of worship, stadiums, hospitals, office buildings for 35 years here in the Pine Belt. They can do the same thing for you. You just go to janakincleans.com, janakincleans.com. You know, the three of us are sitting around here, Daniel, before we uh, give our final thoughts about the game tonight, and we were talking about that an unbelievable three weeks last year when you had the uh, the conference tournament, then you had the regional tournament, then you had the super regional all here, and and how how sports can take you from the pit of despair, which was the first game we lost that night after right. losing the big game to LSU, yeah. to the just exhilarating feel that sports can bring you that we all enjoyed that Monday afternoon. Yeah, nothing, nothing does that like sports.
2: No, no, nothing does. Um, you know, we had conference tournament, we had the regional, the super regional. Of course, we wish the super regional had turned out differently, but. I mean, what a span of three consecutive weekends for Southern Miss baseball and for the city of Hattiesburg, for that matter. Uh, I, th- I think we've created a tradition with baseball that we could potentially see that again. But at the same time, we have to appreciate it for what it is that we may never you know, may never see that again. We may have a Super Regional somewhere else like we did in Florida back in 2009. But it's it was a great, great time.
3: It's just so hard to get there. Hard to get there. There's so many games you have to oh, play. Yeah. And like you said earlier, it's uh – it's a marathon. You know, it's not a sprint. It's not a sprint. More
0: baseball news, um, guys. So Southern Miss gets a baseball commit today from Gray Bain. I believe he is a catcher from Itawamba Community College so far this year, batting three eighty four home runs, 23 um, RBIs. So okay. brand new uh, commitment today. Speaking of new players, um, possible suspensions in the wake of possible suspensions, uh, more suspensions for night's nice game against Ole Miss. Just so you know, Scott Barry adding true freshman shortstop Justin Nickerson. Bob, Justin, Justin Nickerson, Nickerson, huh? Justin <laughs> Nickerson. So uh, See, he's I, he, a new member. Of apparently, he's got a uh, a Matt Etzel like beard. Right. That they'll be adding. Well,
3: on. I'm sure that Justin Saturday was the peacemaker and all of that. I think. I think what you saw from Justin was he was at home plate going, "Come on, fellas, let's not." Act. I mean, we watched tape yeah, on I'm this sure guy. That's what it was.
0: <laughs> yeah, this, this Justin Nickerson guy—he's never made, never instigated anything, never done anything on social media. Sort never... of
3: like Justin Dickerson.
0: Sort of, right? I mean, the, just... the, this is Justin Nickerson. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, you know, there's there's a somebody else with a similar name that does say things to opposing players occasionally. Not, not Justin, but Nickerson. not Justin, not Justin Nickerson. No.
3: No. But he does play shortstop. Okay, I got you. so. Uh, so when will we know? I mean, they're playing in five hours. They usually hours. release
0: the starting lineups around five. So you think they probably know who's been suspended? I would. I would assume that the, the conference would have already said
3: something. Well, let me tell you what: if they suspend anybody from the Southern Miss team for leaving the dugout, which is our understanding of the rule, Daniel, they've got to suspend the entire bullpen. Yeah. For Georgia, so they got to. Every single one Every of them single player. left the bullpen and came to home plate wanting to bow up. with All oh,
2: 15 of them out there. But what Scott
0: said, I mean, our guys had a reason to be out of the dugout. Yes. So you cannot it, – It's what, what happens then, if everybody's out of the dugout celebrating the home run or 15 guys are celebrating the home run, then you have to say who left the dugout after – The scuffle started, right? But I mean, all that was was old school baseball.
2: Yeah, that's all it was. No punches were thrown. Nothing got violent. Just some jawing back and forth. So I'll be looking out, Justin Nickerson.
3: It was pretty exciting. I just got to tell you. Yeah, got the stadium pretty fired up. I kind of, I kind of thought. All right, so let's. How long we got, Luke? Two minutes. He keeps up with all this. Minute and a half while we have
2: somebody's got to.
3: All right, let's talk about tonight. Let's start with our guests here. Golden Eagles have to do what to win. Your thoughts about playing Ole Miss tonight? Our pitchers have to battle. They've got to
2: fight. They're going to be facing some really good Ole Miss hitters. So our pitchers have to battle. Our hitters, we're going to have to hit one through nine. We're going to have to. Uh, so here's the good part about it. We're not facing, I think, uh, Elliott's hurt, I think, for Ole Miss. I'm not sure about the guy they got tonight. But probably like us, not their number one, two, three, four guys. So we ought to hit pretty decent. So we're going to have to really turn it up a notch, though. Score four runs in the first third of the game. You cannot
0: leave the bases loaded multiple times in the first third no. of the no, of the, right. of the game. No. and This is not – you can't get to where you're down seven to three no. and expect a rally. Now, can they do it? Sure they can. But, man, if you load the bases, especially with, with some uh, guys, you know, down in their pecking order, their pitching staff, mm-hmm. and you can't just take advantage of situations, you'll ball. lose the night. Yeah.
3: Another thing you can't do is you can't walk 10 or 12 people. No. You got to. You got to. They did a better job this weekend. Much better. They did cutting back on the walks. But uh, you know, Oz told me one time, I'd rather see a kid on the other team hit a home run than take a walk because at least you make him earn the home run. Can't be walking people. Can't be hitting batters. You can't be giving Ole Miss free access to your bases. The way that you
0: learn to win as a team. Individuals on this team know how to win, but the way that you win chemistry-wise is you take advantage of the next opportunity wherever it is in the ballgame. Absolutely.
3: Well, you'll win if you come to Southern Bank Corps for all your banking. They're here in Midtown right across from the campus. And, uh, Daniel, we can't tell you how much we appreciate you guys.
2: Glad you guys are here. Thanks for coming.
3: All right. That wraps it up from Southern Bank Corps Midtown. Back on the uh, regular studio circuit tomorrow. Until tomorrow at 1 o'clock, everybody. Southern Miss. To the top.
0: to
2: the sea. Yeah.